If you hate anxiety as much as I do, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the I Hate Anxiety podcast and your host, Larry Quicksall. Larry is a mental health therapist who has spent the past 30 years helping people improve the quality of their lives. And today, he wants to help you get rid of the anxiety in your life. So without any further ado, here's Larry. Hi, everyone. And thanks for joining me for the I Hate Anxiety podcast, brought to you by Crossroads Innovative Trainings at citrainings.com. Today we have a question from Carla, and she asks, I get stressed a lot, and sometimes I feel like I'm going to freak out. My best friend said I might be having a panic attack. That sounds bad. What is a panic attack? Well, Carla... That's a really good question because you hear a lot of people these days talking about panic attack. Either saying that they're having panic attacks or their friends are having panic attacks, their spouse. Seems like panic attack is something that is tossed around so frequently that no one really knows exactly what it is other than it has something to do with anxiety and it sure doesn't feel very good. So what I'd like to do is explain a little bit about what it is and what it's not. So as my guide for this particular podcast, I'm going to be using the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of of, uh, Mental Disorders, 5th edition. And basically, a panic attack is not a diagnosis in and of itself. It's simply a cluster of symptoms that can be a part of a lot of different anxiety disorders. So it's it's kind of like saying, hey, here is this component that, depending on what else you're experiencing, can result in a different kind of diagnosis. Think of it as a building block that may be uh, present. So basically, what we're looking at is, and I'm quoting now, an abrupt surge of intense fear or intense discomfort that reaches a peak within minutes and during which time four or more of the following symptoms occur. And there's 13 symptoms that we have for a panic attack. Now, let me just go back a little bit over that sentence. An abrupt surge of intense fear and and intense discomfort that reaches a peak within minutes. My experience in working with people over the years, as well as having had panic attacks myself, is several minutes seems kind of long to me. A lot of people report that it's happening and hits a peak within a matter of seconds, or at least under a minute. But it may be a little bit slower, and that's what the the DSM takes into uh, consideration. In a previous DSM, I believe it was DSM-4, they had within 10 minutes. So what are these symptoms that, that can occur? It's not necessarily that there's, you know, each symptom is a, is completely severe in and of itself. But when you get a cluster together of four or more, yeah, that can definitely be overwhelming. So the first one is uh, palpitations, pounding heart, or accelerated heart rate. 
And typically, people who experience panic attacks often describe that as the first symptom they notice, that they feel something happening with their heart. It starts pounding, it's beating faster, sometimes they say they can hear their, their heartbeat in their, in their head, uh, they may be experiencing uh, symptoms that, that they kind of put together with like, I'm having a surge of high blood pressure, but basically the heart is going faster and it's pounding harder. The second criteria, or the second um, symptom I mean, is sweating. Now, some people will report having just a, a thin film of sweat that breaks out over their whole body at once. Others may have a more intense sweating in certain areas. It may be in their scalp, their face, under their arms, but uh, it's, it's not uncommon for them to describe having a large quantity of sweat. People who have nighttime panic attacks and they wake up uh, maybe from a nightmare experiencing these symptoms, they will say that the bed sheets are completely wet and some people actually have to get up in the middle of the night and change the bed sheets uh, because they're just soaking wet from the sweat. Those, I would say, are probably more severe cases. I see that more with uh, severe anxiety, such as with post-traumatic stress disorder, but the sweating is a common symptom. The third is trembling or shaking. And this is where if they hold their hands out, they're trembling or they feel uh, an intense, almost like an internal shaking and unnerving. They may also have their legs jerking or twitching as uh, a panic attack continues. Number four is sensation of shortness of breath or smothering sensation. A lot of times uh, the people start hyperventilating and when you hyperventilate then it's it's hard to catch your breath. You feel like you're breathing faster than what you can control and if it keeps you know accelerating you you start feeling the dizziness with the hyperventilation which which in the middle of it can be very frightening. Uh, feeling of choking this also comes into play uh, with the breathing, uh, shortness of breath or breathing rapidly. Number six is chest pain or discomfort. Again, with our first criteria, we talked about the accelerated heart rate, and now we are looking at uh, chest pain or discomfort. Now, when that starts happening, a lot of people start having intense fear, believing that, oh my gosh, something is really going wrong. I may be having a heart attack. You know, they're, they're feeling chest discomfort, their heart's racing, they're sweating, and all of this starts, they're trying to make sense out of it, and fear starts kicking in beyond just the discomfort of having the symptoms. Number seven is nausea or abdominal distress. Now, the nausea may come in mildly, where a person says they feel like they got butterflies in their stomach. For example, like if they have to give a speech in front of a class or they're called on in, in a large classroom or you know someplace where they are nervous. And they may say, oh, I've got butterflies in my stomach. It may be a little bit more intense where they're feeling nausea or it could go as far as actually vomiting uh, because of the, the panic attack. You can also have a little bit lower in the digestive tract and have 
uh, onset of diarrhea or you're feeling the rumblings down there. Uh, most people, I don't believe, have the diarrhea quickly. It may come, though, within, oh, I would say 15 to 30 minutes after a panic attack. If they're going to have diarrhea, I think probably the majority of people have it then. Uh, there has there has to be a little bit of time for uh, the reaction of what's happening in the colon to actually result in diarrhea. Number eight is feeling dizzy, unsteady, lightheaded, or faint. And uh, so this, uh, the sensations that a person's having here can also result in a fair amount of fear. If they believe that they're going to fall down, they're feeling dizzy, they're, they start assuming that they're going to pass out and then start wondering what happens if I pass out, which can then create additional fear. Especially if you're doing something, some sort of an activity. If you're walking, if you're out in a public setting, you're in a classroom, you're at work, you're driving a car, and you start having that sensation, then the fear of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if I need somebody? Number nine, chills or heat sensations. So either feeling chilled, which could also be a side effect of having the sweating and the sweat starting to evaporate, or you, a person could have heat sensations. Uh, maybe you or you've seen somebody when they start to have a flare-up of anxiety or possibly anger, they may start to have red blotches form on their neck, uh, kind of working up towards their head. Uh, those those uh, can sometimes be experienced as a heat sensation. Sometimes not. Uh, but that is... Uh, feeling hot, feeling uncomfortable, feeling an internal heat or an external heat. Number 10 is paresthesias, and this is a numbness or tingling sensation in the extremities, typically the arms. So whenever that is happening, uh, a lot of times people will again think, oh my goodness, I've got numbness in my arm. I, I learned that that's a sign of a heart attack along with the chest pain and I'm sweating, I have to be, have, I got to get to the emergency room. Uh, and if a person does have a heart condition already, a pre-existing one, and they may have had a heart attack before, yeah, I would definitely be going to the, to the hospital if I was in that situation. However, the paresthesias is a symptom of the panic attack. Number 11 is actually two, derealization and depersonalization. Derealization is when there's, it's described as feelings of unreality. The things around you, if you're experiencing this, just don't feel right. It doesn't feel like you're in sync with the world. It's almost like you're, you're some describe it as like fading in or out. Uh, it doesn't feel right. And frankly, if you had several of these symptoms that I've already listed happening in a short period of time, I would be feeling pretty unreal as well. And the the other is depersonalization. And this is where it's almost like an internal withdrawal and you feel detached from yourself because there is this overwhelming feeling that is that is going on. Number 12 is fear of losing control or going crazy. Uh, going crazy in quotes. 
Uh, fear of losing control. When you have four or more of these symptoms happening very quickly, and especially if you've had them before with bad consequence, yeah, you, you try to make sense out of it. I'm just losing control. I can't control myself anymore. I'm going crazy. Something bad's going to happen. And then uh, number 13 is fear of dying, which ties in with uh, what we were uh, what I was talking about before with like the symptoms of a heart attack but when a person is having a, a rush of these different symptoms uh, the fear of dying kicks in is like oh my gosh something must be seriously wrong with me I must be dying this this isn't normal so those are the symptoms of a panic attack and whenever I'm evaluating someone, that, that comes to see me for an anxiety disorder or at least they're reporting anxiety symptoms, I will go through this criteria with them. And it's amazing how many people, as they kind of do a little checkoff, uh, that they report having eight, nine, ten of these symptoms whenever they have a panic attack. And those are pretty severe panic attacks. Uh, sometimes they just come as a single attack. Other times, it may be almost like a cascade where you have, uh, you have one, you have it start, and before it starts to die down, you feel the surge inside of you again, like an adrenaline surge, and the symptoms intensify again. However, they will not last forever. The typical panic attack episode lasts about 20 minutes. But the symptoms as they start to taper off may last for an hour afterwards. There was a, uh, I'll disclose a little bit about myself. Uh, my, uh, my daughter talked me into going to see a psychological sci-fi thriller movie. Uh, I'll pass on telling you what it was, but it came out recently. And, uh, when you work as a therapist and you do trauma work, you've heard a lot of stories and you've had a lot of scenarios that you have run through your head. And this movie had many of those different ones and it kind of uh, gave me a trigger reaction with many of the symptoms of a panic attack. Now, being a person who works in this field, being somebody who helps people with anxiety... I, I recognized immediately what was going on. And there wasn't a fear. There wasn't that, am I going crazy? Am I losing it? Am I going to die? None of that came in. It was just the, uh, this is uncomfortable. I'm not necessarily glad that this happened, but I didn't have to leave the movie. I did make it all the way to the end. And uh, had a nice conversation with my daughter afterwards talking about anxiety and how, you know, people who have uh, releases of adrenaline and, and the different kinds of factors that come into play with a panic attack, they may still have the experience as far as the physiological symptoms, but they don't have to get out of hand when you know what to do to help bring it back down. Now, that particular episode... I'd still had some anxiety symptoms lasting for probably 
oh, I would say about three hours afterwards, but they were not, it was not a panic attack for that full time. It was just intense anxiety symptoms that would meet the criteria for panic attack. But again, there wasn't a panic. And I guess I share that with you because many times people believe, oh, I have panic attacks. I always have panic attacks. I'm never going to get over this. You know what? There's a lot of, of good treatment out there. There's a lot of things that in this podcast, as well as in some uh, uh, webinars that I hope to be doing that are going to be more intense uh, educational programs for those who are experiencing anxiety symptoms, you know, I'll be teaching some of those different things that you can do to help reduce those symptoms of anxiety and specifically the symptoms of a panic attack. So I hope this was helpful, Carla. I hope this gave you not too much information, but helped explain what it is and what it's not. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found some golden nuggets that you can use to make your life better. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, this podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need either counseling or therapy, please seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or go to your local emergency room.